What's going on, fam? The one and only is back for a special episode of Speak Now Forever Hold Your Peace. Recording outside in the smoking area, the barbecue area, looking at a full moon, enjoying a cigarette. Um, this might be the last episode I record for a while. It just might be. Um, this year has been, like I said before, on many occasions. This has been a year I will never forget. But in a way, I'm glad. In a way. This year has gone the way it's went. You know, God gave honor to God for everything that I have and that I don't have. God thank him for the good times and the bad. And even right now, there's a lot of uncertainty. Not just only around me, but in the world today. God say thank you for just keeping me strong the best I can. Even though it seems like I just want to falter and give up. Then that's not really a man of God, is it? You know, um, a couple of uh, nights ago, I went out for the first time since the downfall of everything, the divorce, getting in trouble, just everything going to ruins. I never really celebrated my divorce, so... Saturday night was really the first time I did anything, whether in the daytime or the nighttime, in about two or three months. And I enjoyed myself. I had a good time. I went out dancing. <laughs> I took up the dance floor by myself. I wasn't really trying to, you know, holler at no no ladies or anything like that, although the temptation was there. I just need to get back in the groove of things. I needed to get back to myself. This is kind of like a, a rebirth, <clears throat> so to speak. You know, a rebirth of psyche of a birth of manhood because for most of my life I really tried to figure out what it meant to be a man you know to be honest not having my birth father around and being raised by mostly women 
affected me. It affected my my maturation, you know, my thinking. Because, you know, you're not supposed to be going off things based on emotion. You're supposed to be going off things based off of logic. And at this point in time in my life, personal and professional clash quite a bit. I definitely try to take the personal out in whatever I'm doing. But these have been highly emotionally charged times. But, you know, to my sisters out there, it's hard raising a boy. It really is it's hard trying to raise a young man, and particularly these, this day and age in the 21st century with the millennials and Generation Y. You know, I, I just feel as if having mostly women raise me just affected my maturation, my growth as a man. Started off from the kid. And now I'm trying to make up for those issues at 31. And I believe that not having my birth father around resulted me to all different kinds of forms of abuses to cover up the issue of not having him around. You see, uh, for me, manhood was killed early, at an early age. Um, I tried so hard to find a father through my uncle, my brother, or any male role model that I got close to, like my football coach, mentors, my best friend's dad. When I realized the entire time, I was trying to find myself as a man. I was forced to be a man at an early age. Like I said before, you know, ladies, much power and respect to y'all, but women can only talk to their boys, young boys, about what they think a man is. But a man, a father, must show his son how to be a man. time where social media has galvanized everything. You know, it has galvanized womanizing. 
is galvanized drugs, drug abuse, domestic violence, money, jewelry, and growing up, that's what I thought is what made a man. You know, thinking that having a lifestyle like Future, we all know about Future. Future toxic as fuck. <laughs> but to think that that is how a man should live, that's what a man should be teaching his son. No. I was watching Get Up the other day, the James Brown movie. And James Brown, from a young kid, saw his daddy beat his mom, slap the piss out of her. And then years later, down the road, he did the same thing. Repeating the sins of the father. You know, that's not what a man should be showing his son, teaching his son. A man should show his son how to be a man in the eyes of God. No, that's why we were created. We were created to, I don't want to say rule, but we were created to manage this world and manage the lives we touch responsibly. You know, um, like I said before, the future. I'll use my own father as an example, having multiple women and multiple women having your baby. Excuse me, our baby. I don't know about you, but I can't afford nine kids. We all fall short. But to me, that's not really being a man, that's being a man whore. You know, I I can't fathom having multiple kids by different women. I know there are a lot of brothers I do, but I can't. I can't. That's like, that's some Solomon. That's King Solomon stuff. You know, a hundred concubines is is not worth more than one. <clears throat> and um, that's where that's where we slip. That's where we fall. Honestly, there have been some women who have been man's greatest downfall. Adam had Eve. Samson had Delilah. <sighs> no, but not all women are like that. Some women are are here 
to help strengthen and build their men up. No, like, you only get three good women in your lifetime. And they come around like good fighters. And one will definitely stick out beyond the rest. And it's not my ex-wife. Um, that's why I failed as a husband. Because I didn't have the patience, the courage, the will to wait for her or wait for her to be revealed to me. I truly didn't realize who was in my heart until I was laid up in the hospital. You know, after everything came crashing down on me, I... (laughs) I literally went to the hospital. I went to the hospital. And when I was there in the hospital, that's when I realized who was in front of me. And I should say who was in front of me. And because I didn't have the courage or the nutsack to tell her to her face, I went off and settled. And I tried to have my ex-wife live up standards that she could not reach. That's not fair. That's not fair to her. And I've apologized to her. I've apologized a thousand and one times for what I did and what kind of man I was at that time. But after a while, I, I got tired of apologizing to her and apologized to her for me. Because that's not what a real man does. That's some elementary school shit. That's honestly, that's not even elementary school. That's just evil. That's just pure evil and that was just pure sin that was going through my veins. You know, and if I ever had the opportunity to tell the one how I felt, I would. But maybe it's not for her to know. And maybe she'll never know. Maybe she doesn't deserve to know. Or maybe I don't deserve I don't deserve her. you know, trying to find the missing piece. And another woman was not 
what God wanted for me. He wanted for me to build up through him. He was trying to prepare me. It's not only lead in my professional life, but also lead in my home life, to lead a household. But you cannot lead a household without God in it. You can't lead a household with the Lord Jesus Christ in it. I ain't trying to preach, you know, I'm I'm still working on shit daily. But that's also why I failed at the stepfather. Because I could never fix years of damage that was done someone else when I myself was and still am trying to fix issues that were built up in me that I tried to run away from and not deal with imagine trying to instill discipline in a young man who was already crippled and person just keeps making excuses for that for for them that was me that that was definitely me you know growing up they felt like as if like you know like my grandma and everybody in the family felt as if like I needed to go by special rules when really honestly I needed to grow up and learn as a man. I just felt so constrained by rules to the point to where as if I finally left home on my own, I just ran loose through the streets like like a dog with no leash. Acting wild and out of control and you couldn't tell me nothing I thought I was a man I don't need to go by your rules when really I needed rules but I needed rules that only a man could have shown me rules I wish my father had lived by. You know, I can't complain about things. I did it. I did everything and I own it. You know, I I just had so much of a big ego throughout my entire lifetime. thankful that there's one thing that my grandma did for me growing up is that she made sure she dragged me to church every Sunday and sometimes every day in August because I remember in the month of August there would be a holy convocation in Baltimore with 
the churches in the area of Baltimore, and I would get dragged out every every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Catching the Holy Ghost. But when I got to a certain age, I felt as if tired of going to church and became arrogant and had an ego. But now ego just stands for edging God out. And I edged out God in a lot of things in my young adult life. And rightfully so, I'm paying the price for it. You know, but I know that God must be the center of everything that I do from here on out. He's the only way. He's the one that has brought me from a long way. And everything that I have done, good. I didn't just do by myself. I did it with his grace, with his mercy, with his power and the strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians uh, 13, I think. You know, I can remember the times when I was single and I wanted a girlfriend so bad. <laughs> all I should have been doing has been excuse me, all I should have been doing at the time was to focus on myself and build myself up for when I for when I did meet her. But because we live in a world where we fall victim and we want to live to our own vices in this world, we get lost. And, you know, we become someone don't want to become. I remember my grandma, and that old saying goes, you know how old people talk, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. But right now, I kind of don't need friends. I don't need a lot of friends. I got five, count on my hand, good friends who have definitely watched me go through all this. And no matter what happens, I know I can call them no matter what. You know, but in the year of 2022, I'm definitely going to be single. I'm definitely going to be single, but this time I'm way more focused on the kind of man I want to be. Not necessarily for me, but for God. I'm focused to be more financially illiterate, you know. My pockets are they're decent. They're not what I want to be, but it's better than what I was last year. 
you know, getting back in shape physically, mentally, and emotionally. That's what it's about for me right now. Becoming a man that I was destined to become. I remember my grandma telling me growing up, I want you to become the man that is doing well for himself, has a woman to help him, and wants you to succeed. And wants you to succeed. You know, Cinderella will come. Not now, but she will. But right now, it's really time for me to step up and take that crown, take that throne. You know, I will not let anybody, I don't care if you're another man, I don't care if you're a woman, I don't care if you some punk ass kid thinking that you all tough, you're not going to emasculate me. I'm done with that shit. I put that on my father's soul. I'm done with that shit. I'm not gonna let any one of y'all women control me. That's long over with. Thinking that I ain't good enough for you. And truthfully, I've been good enough. I may not have been ready, but I've been good enough. And you know what? I may not even be at my full potential. I can say I'm at half of it now. You know, last year I was at a quarter. I was at empty. And through this situation, I'm at half, I'm at half a tank. I'm at a half a tank. I'm half the man that I want to be. But I'm gonna get there. I I promise y'all that I will get there. It's definitely a man's man's world. And it wouldn't be nothing about a woman or a girl. But this man right now is on a comeback trail. I'm really excited to see what kind of man when the finished product comes to fruition. I'm really excited to see what new adventures and new stories I'm share with y'all. Honestly, I'm going to be better than my father ever was. But I gotta say, it has been my joy talking 
to all of y'all on this podcast. And like I said before, this is probably going to be the last episode that I record for a while. Hopefully, I'll be back on in a, in a, in a month. Give or take, I don't know. But season one has been about healing. Season one has been about letting go. And moving on. Season two, it's all about the combat. It's all about the combat. This little light of mine, it's, it's going to shine. It really is. But, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the first season of Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace. I want to thank y'all for listening, tuning in, watching. Y'all love and y'all support Charles Solid. Ricky, Sewell, I mean, too many people to shout out. Georgia Boy, Cal, Jay Gill, I mean, there, there's so many people I need to shout out, but I don't have enough time. But thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in. The one and only Psyche, sign off season one. Let's speak now, or forever hold your peace. <laughs>